The Bright Future Scholarship Program, which is primarily funded by the Florida Lottery, assists students in pursuing post-secondary educational and career goals. Thank you, Florida Lottery. Hey everyone, and welcome to Take Stock Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mentors and Milestones podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Green, coming to you from the Take Stock and Children's State office. I'm here with an amazing alumnus from the Take Stock and Children program in Marion County. We want you to meet Miss Mary Green. Thank you, Mary, for joining us on today's show. We appreciate you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to get to talk today. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Now, we are so happy to talk to you because not only are you a Leaders for Life fellow, you've been part of the Take Stock in Children program, but you're also an alumnus in your career. And so what we want to do is inspire our current students, our college scholars, and fellow alumni who are also getting ready to pursue their career or get into that. So before we get into what you're doing today, let's go back, let's rewind a little bit to when you first started in the Take Stock and Children program in Marion County. So what year did you start as a Take Stock and Children student? So I actually started not in eighth grade year, but it wasn't until my freshman year in high school because I actually initially did not get the scholarship to start with. But um, the Public Education Foundation of Marion County ended up finding more money and I was next on the list. So they had called me um, the beginning of my freshman year in high school. So, so tell me, how did it feel when you were um, selected to participate now that you were in high school and you're like, OK, now I have this opportunity to do it. What did that mean for you? Definitely meant a lot. I mean, in eighth grade year, I was a little crushed. I remember going home with the news that I wasn't the one of the few that was selected. Um, so going into high school, you know, fresh start, new school. I was it was actually the same day I found out I made the softball team. So it was quite the great news day. So it was back to back, and I was very excited because it kind of was opening up a door that making things more possible for me to go to college with less debt. So I'm not being the goal for, I think, every student, you know, um, but it just de definitely made it more a reality and made me more excited, definitely motivated me to work a little harder in high school. And it's like, okay, if I, get, if I can get this one scholarship, I can go for more. So why not? Let's work hard and get it done and all that fun stuff. What was a career that you wanted to pursue when you were that age? Like, what would you say that you wanted to be when you grew up? That famous question. I mean, we all go back and forth about the few, but I think at the end of the day, I always knew I wanted to help people. I wanted to serve people to some capacity. It wasn't until the end of high school when I had to start picking colleges that my aunt had mentioned that, hey, you should pursue social work. It's a, it's literally what you want to do and you can do anything with the degree. And I, I had no idea, but she was a social worker as well as another family member. So I was like, yeah, why not? So really just always wanted to help people in some way. Nice. So you come from a background where you have social workers in your family and that's the field in which you're working today? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Wow. So they inspired you to pursue that career. Did you also talk to your Take Stock mentor about pursuing social work? I did. It wasn't until my senior year because really I had never really, I've heard of social workers, but I never realized social work was a degree. So yeah, it wasn't until senior year when it was brought up and I had many people, um, my mentor included, as well as the staff at the Education Foundation office and just random people, adults in my life, you know, they all asked, you know, their seniors, like, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do for college? 
and I would tell them my options and da, da, da. And they're like, yeah, why not? Go for it. You'd be great for it. So I had a lot of people encouraging me and being my cheerleaders and pushing me on. So I can't tell you the amount of long study sessions my mom would have with me just to help me memorize stuff for tests. And she's always been so supportive. She's proofreading all my essays and all this stuff. And so those long, long um, nights of homework, but it was all worth it at the end. That's beautiful. We're glad that you mm-hmm. had that support there, especially in the home. That's really good to hear. Tell us a little more about your TakeStock mentor. Like, what was your relationship like with them? And what was it like when you were first getting to know them? So my uh, mentor, her name is TJ Bright. So she was so sweet, older, um, older lady. She was a retired teacher, actually, at my high school. I remember meeting her for the first time. She's super sweet. She's just, hey, I'm just here to talk to you about whatever, talk about life, to encourage you. Um, I remember she would, you know, we, we had each other's numbers. She, she texted me, letting me know, hey, I'm coming today. And just really sweet. And because she did have the educational background and being a high school teacher, you know, she was able to guide me and like, oh, yeah, what are the courses you're taking? Like, you can do it. So we, we still keep in contact with Facebook friends. She actually recently came by my yard sale and I showed her my house and things like that. That's so nice that you guys are still connected. And Mary, you're a homeowner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so exciting. That's part of like the, <laughs> you know, success in life part that we like to promote with Take Stock, especially on the college yeah. end, because we want to let our students know that at some point you do want to pursue your whatever your life goals are, whether that be to have a family, have a home, um, mm-hmm. pursue like world travel, whatever it is. And so that's really nice. So congratulations on being a homeowner. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Not only are you leaders for life, but you're creating lifelong friendships and connections. Mm. We love to see that. And that's also really cool that you were part of like an all girls um, class of 2016, right? For leaders for life. That's really incredible. Uh, What was that like to um, start that process of becoming a leaders for life fellow? Uh, Well, it was, it was a lot leading up to it because there were different stages and finding out we were a semi-finalist and then having to do an interview. And I remember it was fast. They were like, we need to get you in ASAP to interview you. And I was like, okay. Now for our Take Stock family who may not be familiar with leaders for life like how would you explain it to them so they would know what this what this means and what did it mean to you leaders for life is not just a scholarship there's more to it it's an additional 40 grand towards an undergrad degree at a university in florida Um, you apply for it your senior year through your local take stock office and then they narrow it down even more to who they want to send to the state the state will pick from there there's all these panel judges that have to decide based on point system to the decimal from what I've heard on who they want the semi-finalists of 12 students. And then from there, they they award those 12 students with MacBook computers. And then we have to interview these long interviews and send it to the state office. And then they pick from the 12, six students, as well as having the panel of judges. I'm not sure if it's the same judges or different. Um, Again, to the decimal point system where they do the final six. And then after that, you're part of the you're part of the crew. You're part of the rest of us who have gone before before me and have come after me. You're part of the family. That year it happened to be all all ladies, so that was pretty incredible. Um, and just getting to hang out with them, getting to talk about our background, what they're wanting to do, what they're pursuing. There was another fellow that I believe she went to social work at UCF. So and just talking with them, getting to go to the Capitol, getting to meet like state representatives and senators, really cool things. And 
meeting Mike Kostovsky, of course, and his family foundation, which is, you know, played a huge part in Leaders for Life. And fun fact, one of the fellows I was roommates with for a couple of years at Florida State, uh, Hannah Kilbride, and we're actually really good friends to this day. We still get together regularly. We actually got together on New Year's Eve. So um, she's in dental school right now in Boston. But yeah, we're still really good friends, keeping contact. So it's just crazy. You want to we we always say that who would have thought you know leaders for life would have brought us together you know but that's just how life works it's pretty incredible yeah thank you for that breakdown and sharing your experience as well that's really good as you were getting ready for college you have the leaders for life fellowship locked in you are deciding on what school to go to what made you decide on the college that you chose um so initially i did not want to move far from home but it really was just the encouragement of like everybody the staff my mentor just random adults in my life you know that would ask hey what are you going to do for college what are your options what are you thinking and they would just be like why wouldn't you go to florida state they're a great school the program it sounds like is really great and top-notch like why wouldn't you not go like you have the money go for it it took three people three random people that don't even know each other in my life and that was it three was the number for me me. I was like, okay, I guess this is it. This is confirmation. I'm going to go to Florida State. And I have decided, even though it was super scary at first, it was definitely worth the pushing through. And I, I remember in high school, I was told a phrase like, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's honestly the best way you're going to learn about yourself, life. You're going to grow as a person. And I've always been willing to say yes to all the scary stuff. I've done so much with my life that. It's good to be a little scared, but I think you learn a lot more if you push through it. And for context, Mary, if um, if we can ask, like, what uh, disability specifically or that you have that you encourage other students to break through those obstacles to achieve success? I am hard of hearing, so I have hearing loss in both ears. So I've where I've worn hearing aids since I was diagnosed in kindergarten. I had a repeat kindergarten, and I tell kids that nowadays, if you retain a grade, it's not a big deal. It is what it is. You just keep going. You just need to repeat a grade, it, you know. Um, and now that you're better off on it, you won't be struggling moving forward. So I had to advocate for myself. I had to speak up. I had an IEP, which stands for an Individual Educational Plan. But I had to speak up if I needed something repeated or if I needed whatever accommodation they needed. Um, and then I also had to advocate for myself when I went to college with my IEP in hand, my final IEP from high school, and give it to the Student Service Disability Office or whatever it was called at Florida State and whatever it would be called at your college and give it to them and get registered through them and be ready to go with accommodation if I needed them. And this is just advice. If you do have that in that situation, is to email your professors first day of the semester. Hey, this is my IEP attached. This, these are the accommodations. Please let me know if you have any other questions um, the, the, the first day um, of the semester, just so they know ahead of time that I, I have an IEP and that they're not shocked when I ask them, hey, I actually need extra time on this. And they're like, oh, wait, why don't you not tell me this? Um, or I need a note taker in your class so we can organize that kind of thing. So there was one course I had to get a note taker because his PowerPoint was all pictures and he just talked the whole time. And I was like, I cannot keep up with you and, and type. So I had to get a note taker and I would take notes too and just basically put our notes together and that helped me pass. The office gave me a notebook and it was a special pen and it recorded the lecture while you're writing. So definitely speak up, advocate for yourself. 
and vocational rehab. If you have a disability of any kind, like reach out to the office, get registered with them and talk to them and see what they can do to provide for you. I know for me as well, for other people who are hard of hearing and have hearing aids, um, I don't know if this has changed, but they did buy a pair of hearing aids for me while in college because I did break one on accident and they paid for it for me. And that was a huge blessing because for those who don't know, hearing aids are between five to seven grand on average. Uh, and I'm sure voc- vocational rehab have other services for other disabilities as well. I have a friend who's in a wheelchair. He's had to use them as well just to help them. I know they do job training, things like that. Yes, thank you for that additional resource and advice for students because it's often we don't get to hear about it firsthand from students or alumni. So we appreciate that, Mary, for sharing that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some great advice for our upcoming class of college-bound students. Like they're spreading their wings. They survive COVID and having to go to school mm-hmm. or go through high school online or maybe not at all for a period of time. And now they're graduating high school, going into college. What would be some additional advice that you would have for that incoming class of college students? Just study hard, have grit, get it done. You're going to have your days, which is rightfully so, because we are human beings. And I get that because of the social work clinical background. You know, I did mental health counseling. I get it. We're human beings. We're going to have our days. But don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it forever and get back to it. You know, talk it out. And if you need help, please ask for help if you need it in any in any and every capacity of your life, because you're never alone and you're never without help. But you just need to ask for it. So really, that's stuff I say to my students now in my current job. But um, yeah, just get it done. Like the only person that's going to achieve the goals that you're going to achieve is you. Like no one else is going to do it for you. You know, you have to get up and go at it and have some discipline, which really means at the end of the day, doing it, even though you don't want to do it. So good. So was there any like um, any mentors that you had while you were in college that helped you as you pursued your degree in social work? I had an advisor that I would go to quite a bit. She usually was the one that was just always just doing my schedule. But I honestly would just pop into her office but. Hey, can I just talk to you about like my next few semesters ahead of time? Like just to kind of get ahead of the game and on the College of Social Work web, uh, page. And I saw their study abroad opportunity and I was like, I am going to do this. And the first time I met her, I told her, I want to go to Australia. I want to do this. I want to be part of the exchange program, even though it was a one way exchange. <laughs> so I only went, they didn't change anyone back. But I went to Australia and she was, you know, okay, this is what we need to do. And then she would advise me, like, you need to, you know, talk to this person, talk to this person within the college about other scholarships and, you know, talk to them because they really know more about the program. It was just nice to know that she was a great sounding board for educational goals and what I wanted to do. So she was really great. Her name was Zoe. That's so cool that you had a plan that you did research. I think those are also important points to share with students that are coming up Mm -hmm. or the current college scholars. Like if there's something that you want to do, do the work behind it to get there and talk to someone at school to help you, you know, execute that plan. So I'm glad you had that support there while you were doing that. And so what happened after that? Did you like, how did you get the job that you have now? And what are you doing today? So yes, it was a four year program. I got it done in three because I had some college courses under my belt in high school. So get dual enroll, EP courses, whatever you need to do, get it done in high school if you can. Why not? So then I decided since I graduated my bachelor's in social work debt free, I figured I'd go ahead and get my master's. A lot of people had advice on that. So I was like, why not? Let's go for it. I was able to get some um, some assistance from vocational rehab. So if students qualify for that, 
please seek out vocational rehab. It's for students with disabilities. So if you have a disability of any kind, talk to someone at vocational rehab. They can help you with tuition and things like that. So they helped me with tuition and college, and that helped a lot. I did have to take some financial loans out, but that's okay. Um, I already paid those off. Um, and then after that, that was a year. It took a little longer because of COVID. I was, COVID happened during that time frame. Um, graduated. I worked in Tallahassee a little bit with the agency I had with my internship with and then decided I wanted to not work as a contractor anymore because that it was a contractor position outside of Tallahassee of driving an hour to and from. Um, so I decided I come home and look for a job and then I ended up getting a position as a mental health counselor at a local agency here in town. So I provided mental health counseling for a year and a half. I did offer, did do some of it in the schools as well. And then I found out from a, co- uh, a guidance counselor at one of the schools I served that there was a social worker position open. It's more of what I would want to do. So I ended up leaving my other job and got hired into the school system that I went to school through. So that was pretty incredible. And now I'm a school social worker. So I serve an elementary and a middle school here in Marion County. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been an adventure. Those kids keep me on my toes. That's for sure. But definitely more dynamic and what I'm doing. I still do counseling to some degree. Uh, but I'm also like out and about. I'm in the cafeteria, just talking to students, trying to interact with the students in the hallway during classroom change. And, you know, I've had random students I've just had to talk to because they were just having a rough day. So it's exciting. And I enjoy giving back to the school system that served me you know, some years ago. Well, I do get to tell some of the students if they're seventh graders or even sixth graders, even even um, the older elementary age kids, hey, when you get in eighth grade, look out for take stock in children applications and apply for it. You are looking at a product of the program and I got my degrees and, and I'm, I don't want them to feel like, you know, it's out of their reach and it's impossible. I'm like, you can do it. You can do it. Please apply for it. But you got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to set yourself apart from your classmates. You know, do become a well-rounded student. I'm not saying volunteer for 20 million things, but become well-rounded and work hard, work diligently. And you can definitely apply for it. Your eighth grade year, look for the application, ask your guidance counselor. I will literally walk you to the guidance office and we will figure this out together. It did so much for me and it can be, it's been life-changing for me, really. Like I could not imagine my life if, if had I not gotten take stock, let alone lose for life. Um, and I would love the same for some of the students to have that opportunity as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm so glad that you are working in something that is so fulfilling for you. And it's also a very full circle moment where you're like giving back to the students in the same county, the same school district that you were in. And um, it kind of reminds us like in, in your line of work, there's it seems like there's some level of mentorship in a way, right? Like you have to be empathetic and listen to your students. Has that inspired you at all to be a TakeStock mentor or are you currently mentoring through TakeStock? So I'm definitely considering it for next school year. You're right. I do have some type of mentorship and encouragement aspect in my job. It's just really social work isn't just like counseling them. It's really, you know, being their cheerleader, being their advocate, being their resource finder or resource delegator or whatever. Um, So it's definitely a well-rounded position for sure. 
Definitely. And I'm glad that you are pursuing that after all these years as a young student being in the program. And now you're here as a professional, like helping the next generation cope with the many changes that happen in their young lives and with the ever changing circumstances that we all get impacted by. So thank you for your work. Because I know it's not a small feat to do social work, to work one-on-one with these students every day and and meeting their needs because there's so many who need help. So thank you Mm -hmm. for that. (laughs) Now that you're well into your career in social work and you're doing some amazing things um, in your community, where do you see yourself in 20 years? This could be personally, professionally, or both. Um, In 20 years, I would love to be running a nonprofit organization of my own Um, because I did do a certificate in that special area um, while I was at Florida State. Either of the three passions that I have, which would be adoption, working with people with special needs, or um, working with survivors of human trafficking. Three completely different things, but we'll see how it all pans out in the next few decades. Yes, I would definitely love to be doing that. I would still love to be serving in some capacity in my personal life as I do right now. I do serve going into the juvenile detention center every other Monday and spend time with the uh, the kids in there, um, as well as um, volunteering at my church ministry for kids with special needs. Hopefully married, I'll hopefully have kids by then, you know, all those fun things and still doing all my, my CrossFit and DIY projects around the house and have all my puppy dogs and maybe do another uh, service dog in training. Who knows? We'll see what life has in store for me, but definitely would love to do that. And if I'm still in the state of Florida, I would love to be mentoring students in the Take Stock program by then, if not another similar program in whatever state I end up in. It's very inspiring to hear your story, your Take Stock story, as well as to hear how you got into Leaders for Life and how you are pursuing your um, your career in social work and inspiring so many lives in Marion County. And shout out to your Take Stock and Children program that's at the Public Education Foundation of Marion County. So we're thankful mm-hmm. for them and what they're doing to support students in that county. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share before we close out today? Just go after it. Go study abroad if you can. If it's in the cards for you, do it. You know, life will be changed forever. Um, go after your goals. That's all I can say. Work hard. You got this. You heard it here from an alumnus of the Take Sock and Children program, as well as a leader for life. You can't stress that enough about going after your goals and having the hard work to follow up to reach those goals. Thank you again to Mary Green for joining us for Mentors and Milestones podcast. And we hope you tune in with us on our next episode in our next conversation where we learn more about each other's take stock in children's story. All right, take care.